0: book friends welcome to book choice publisher's choice on fine music radio i'm your host Paige nick and i'm delighted to bring you this show every month if you're a regular listener of this show then you'll know that every two weeks we host the publisher's choice version of this show in it we invite three of south africa's top publishers you may have heard of all of them penguin random house Jonathan Ball Publishers and Pan Macmillan Publishers. And we also invite South Africa's number one bookseller, who you've definitely heard of, Exclusive Books. And they join us on the show and they each take a 10 minute segment where they introduce us to their current authors, titles, events, news, giving us listeners an inside view into the world of publishing. And often this is where we get a first look at what's new and hot in the world of publishing right now. So for me, this show is always a very special mix of reviews and interviews from the people behind the scenes in publishing. And these guys really have their finger on the literary pulse of South Africa. So we're super lucky to have them here. So this is just a quick roundup of what you can expect on today's show. First up, our very first publisher to join us is Viz Chetty, who's from Penguin Random House, South Africa. And he's gonna take us through their latest stack of books. After that, we'll be joined by the Jonathan Ball publishing team. And these guys always have a huge pile of books and interesting authors to talk to and about. So they'll be here to tell us about their latest books too, as well as their latest releases, and of course their latest bookie events and bookie news. Jonathan Ball will be followed by the team from Pan Macmillan, joining us with some delicious reviews from their hot-off-the-press-to-read-and-to-sell pile. And in about an hour's time, right at the end of the show, we welcome Butcher Bricker from Exclusive Books, and she'll join us to talk about what's stacked on her shelves right now. And all of this publishing and book talk is going to be punctuated by some wonderful music, or rather it's going to be bookended by some wonderful music, starting with this first track, which is by Avril Kinsey, and it's called Your Song. Welcome back to Book Choice, Publishers' Choice on Fine Music Radio. All the music on today's show, like that last track, which, as I mentioned, was Your Song by Avril Kinsey, all our music for today's show is compiled by our sound genius, Mzuma Keita. And all these songs are proudly South African, just like we all are after our recent big book win. Proudly South African, bookwise, musicwise, music-wise, and sports-wise. So enough chat. I'm ready to get on with the books and on with the show. We're going to open the show with Viz Chetty. As I mentioned, he's the sales manager at Penguin Random House. What that means is that Viz manages sales for exclusive books, bargain books, take a lot loot, all the main book trade outlets. So Viz meets with them and he tells them what they're publishing and they decide what to sell in stores. So Viz and his team don't just do that. They also work on marketing, the various advertising campaigns that go behind every single book, as well as managing and planning all the book launches. And that's not all. Viz, like many of the publishers you'll hear from today, is also a product manager. So these guys are very involved in everything that it takes to bring out a book. They manage it from concept stage to manuscript to editing, book design, cover design, and even down to release. So these guys are super busy, which is why we're so tough to get them even just for 10 minutes. Welcome to the show, Viz. Let's hear about Penguin Random House's latest fiction, Non-fiction? Maybe one of these days you'll tell us about some YA or children's books. What have you got for us this month?
1: Hello, listeners. It's Viz Chetty again from Penguin Random House. Thank you, Paige, for having me, as always. I always love coming back to the show. Um, as we wind down the year and as we close things off for 2023, look back at some of the great books that we've done this year, there's more to come. So I, I just wanted to uh, give you a list of some of the books that um, have just gone out into the market now. So you should be able to find most of these uh, in stores. Um, And we've got great stuff still to come. So let's go, let's get into it. The first book I want to talk about is uh, Tess Gerritsen's The Spy Coast. Um, If you like Cozy Crime, if you like the Thursday Murder Club, which I'm sure you do, everybody loves the Thursday Murder Club. um, This is sort of in your uh, wheelhouse then. So, So Tess Gerritsen, uh has taken a bit of a departure from the Rosolian Isles series, which she's most notable for, although she has done a few standalones. Um, this one is set in the little town of Purity, Maine, uh, where Maggie Bird, who is an ex CIA spy, is now living. She's been living there for about 16 years. Um and she's sort of been undercover. And a lot of the people in this town are also ex-CIA spies and operatives who've somehow settled there. Um and the story actually comes from Tess Garrison's true life, where she actually lives in Maine. And she and her dentist husband realized that uh, there are a lot of people in Maine who were um, CIA uh, employees or spies over the years. And that's sort of where the story germinated. Um, and yeah, so Maggie Bird is now living there for 16 years. And 16 years ago, an operation that she was working on went wrong. And, um, she went into hiding, so to speak. So now the past has come back to haunt her after she finds out that one of the women who was with her on this particular operation has now gone missing and another person has been found on the driveway of her home in Maine. Um, so it's action packed. It's fast paced. It's well written. She recruits the help of the other CIA operatives all now in their later years. Let's, let's just say, um, and she gets them to help them, help her to uncover what's actually going on. Fantastic book. Um, And great departure for Tess Garrison. Right, the next one, uh, I have spoke about this, but I just wanted to remind you guys, on the 9th of November, Terry Hayes' brand new book, The Year of the Locust, will be out. It's been about 10 years, I think precisely 10 years, since I Am Pilgrim came out, which was a classic. It was such a great crime spy thriller. Everybody loved it. It was fast-paced, it was well put together, and I think it just became such a fan favourite. And people have been waiting for the Year of the Locust for so many years, almost a decade. Uh, And it's here, it's finally here. We couldn't even believe it ourselves. That's how shocked we were when we heard that the book had been delivered, and we are now publishing on the 9th of November. So I want to remind you, the Year of the Locust will be out. You'll probably see it everywhere. Um, it's a fantastic novel. It's a spy novel with lots of twists and turns. And trust me, there are twists and there are turns. So be prepared. Um, and the, uh, the the main character, Kane, he's very much like a pilgrim character. You just love his background. You just love uh, reading about him. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. So Year of the Locust by Cherry Hayes, the big one for the year, coming out 9th of November. Right. Uh, the next one is... Um, By Hiro Arikawa, she wrote The Travelling Cat Chronicles, if you remember that. People loved that book. It also became a a classic. People just loved it. This is a collection of short stories, though, so be aware. It is a collection of short stories, um, and it's called The Goodbye Cat by Hiro Arikawa. Um, and it's a sweet little novel of uh, seven stories in total in there, or oh, and these cats and how they intertwine into people's lives and how they teach people things in a lot of ways and uh, about life and about how to get through it. And I think, It's a precious little novel, and I think people have been such big fans of us, we had to publish her again. The next one is a nonfiction novel. Uh, So Adam Grant, you've all heard of him. Uh, He did great books like Give and Take, Originals, such a great, great writer, one of the great nonfiction writers of our time, I think. Um, And he's back with a new book called Hidden Potential. It is in the market at the moment. If you liked um, books like Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell, I think this is one that you would find interesting. Um it's some self help motivation, yes, but it also talks about how talent sometimes is not enough. It's or, or if if you feel you don't have talent, uh you can actually if you work hard enough, you can build into it. And I think it's a great premise for everyone uh and a great uh advice for everyone. So Hidden Potential by Adam Grant is the brand new one. It's out now uh in stores. Right. Then the next one is a brand new lead child with Andrew Child. Uh it's reacher number twenty-eight. The Secret, you would have probably seen, maybe some of you have seen the TV series come out. There's a season two of it coming out now. Um, So Reacher's had a a bit of a resurgence, I would would like to say. And I think the last novel was just fantastic. And this one is no short. It's called The Secret, and it starts off in a hospital room um, where this man is in his 60s. He's recovering from a heart attack, and he gets up and he finds two women in his room now. I'm not going to give you the whole dialogue, but basically they want a name from him and they give him a list. He looks at the list. There's eight names on there. And they say, I want there's two more names that need to be added to this list of 10. Um, and he writes uh, he writes one down and it just so happens that the, the one that he writes down is dead. The guy that he writes down is dead and he's the one that gave them the other eight. And then he is found on the side of the street. He was thrown off this hospital room and he's murdered. Enter Jack Reacher. He's down in Atlanta. He's doing his thing and he gets summoned by the military police to investigate this crime. And, um, he, you know, he's, he's wondering why him. And they say, no, they need someone with his level of clearance to investigate it. And he does. But as he digs deeper into this case, he realizes that there's more at play here and he's not one to cover up other people's mess. Um, I think it's a brilliant new book by Lee Child. It's a, everybody loves Lee Child and Andrew Child and Reacher number 28. The Secret is going to please a lot of readers. Right. And then the last one. It's a, such a big publication for us. Uh, we, it's a cookbook by Luke Dale Roberts. Um, it's called The Test Kitchen. You'll see it in stores. You can't miss it. It's a huge tome of a book, but it's absolutely gorgeous. And I wanted to talk about it today because it is such a milestone of a publication for us. You know, Luke started very humble beginnings. He wanted to become an engineer. That didn't work out. He wanted to be an electrician like his brother-in-law. And then that didn't work out. And he eventually went to culinary school. His mother had a cooking background. His father had an, uh, had a hospitality background. Um And it made sense for him. And here he is now, after all these years, the foreword is written by Heston Blumenthal himself. Uh The book covers everything from snacks to breads, starters, hot and cold, There's palate cleansers that you can make, mains, desserts, and so on. So I think it's a wonderful publication. We are so proud of it. It's a huge book for us. Uh, The Test Kitchen. If you love food, if you love making good food, uh, or even if you don't and you just want to have the book, you should have a look at it. It's absolutely gorgeous. All right, readers, that's it for me for um, this month's segment. I think uh, we've got great stuff in the market. Uh, All year I've had such fun telling you guys all about it. And I will continue to do so into the new year, into December as well. So thank you very much again, Paige, for having me.
0: Thank you, Viz and the Penguin Random House team for this ever more fantastic selection of books to choose from. For more info on any of the titles Viz has mentioned and their shelves and shelves of other books they publish, you can visit penguinrandomhouse.co.za. You can also follow them on social media. Just look online wherever you hang out for your social media for Penguin Random House, South Africa. Before we get to our next wonderful publisher, how about some more music? This is Summertime by Buchanan. Welcome back. You're still tuned in to Book Choice, Publishers' Choice on Fine Music Radio with me, your host, Paige Nick. Good choice. Today's show is one of our special Book Choice shows because it's Publishers' Choice, which means once a month we invite a whole group of publishers and South Africa's favorite bookseller, that's exclusive books, of course, to come into the studio and tell us what books they've got coming out. Our second segment today is with Jonathan Ball Publishers. Now, Jonathan Ball have been publishing great fiction, as well as the most excellent nonfiction right here in South Africa since 1976. So they've got a whole lot of experience and they really know what they're doing. In fact, they specialize in local and international nonfiction. So welcome back to the show, to the Jonathan Ball Publicity Team. We're very much looking forward to hearing about what you've got coming up.
2: Welcome food enthusiasts and culinary adventurers. This is Jane from Jonathan Ball Publishers, publicity team, and I'm here to spice up your festive season. As we approach the most wonderful time of the year, we know you're eager to impress your family and friends with culinary delights that will leave them craving for more. That's why we've created a special episode to guide you through the best cookbooks you need to keep an eye on this holiday season. Here are our sale managers with their top delicious cookbook picks this festive season.
3: The first title I would like to chat about is a new cookbook by the world's most famous multi-Michelin-starred chef, Gordon Ramsay. Restaurant Gordon Ramsay is a celebration of a restaurant he opened up at the age of 35 in London, and a restaurant which for the past 22 years have been awarded three Michelin stars every year. The book is a celebration of the restaurant, Gordon's career, And contains beautiful photography, some of his best loved recipes and memories and stories associated with the restaurant. The second book is a classic cookbook that was first published 20 years ago by Diana Henry called Roast Figs, Sugar and Snow. It's been updated to include a new forward by Nigel Slater as well as seven new recipes. And these recipes will bring warmth to your heart as well as your home. Some of the recipes include pumpkin tarts with spinach and gorgonzola. Melting Leg of Lamb with Juniper and Roast Figs and Plums in Vodka with Cardamom Cream. And the last title is the new cookbook by Sabrina Gayur, who's often described as the princess of Persian flavors. And the book is aptly titled Flavor. Contains another hundred new recipes, all filled with Middle Eastern flavors. And she's often described by Nigella Lawson as a chef whose food brings her not only comfort and lots of flavor but also makes her very happy.
1: Hi, this is Bradley from Jonathan Ball Publishers. and I'm going to tell you a bit more about Donna Hayes' new cookbook, Even More Basics to Brilliance. In a new cookbook, which is full color and gorgeously packaged, you'll also find QR codes alongside many recipes, which you can use your camera phone to scan, and then you'll be taken to a link where you can cook the recipe along with Donna. It's a fantastic book and
4: will make a great gift. Marianne from Jonathan Bull Publishers here. My first cookbook by Animal Carmel. It's a delightful addition to this year's festive season cookbook offering. So, Animal Carmel is a mother of three, the UK's number one children's cookery author, a best-selling international author, and a leading expert on devising delicious, nutritious meals for babies. So, this children's cookbook is based on a lifetime's experience of creating child-friendly recipes. And she's put it together in the most fun and accessible way. It's a great way to get young children involved in the kitchen. Recipes include monster pizzas, sticky chicken and teddy bear pasta, plus lots of tempting, easy-to-make treats like banana and blueberry loaf cake and Oreo brownies. On the way, children will learn essential hand-on kitchen skills from simple sandwich making, all the way to cake baking. Each recipe is easy to follow, beautifully photographed, and features hilarious illustrations from Kate Greenaway award-nominated artist, Alex Wilmore.
5: Hello,
6: my name is Brunette. I'm the sales manager for the Illustrated division, and I'll be presenting four stunning books for the season. The first one is Giuseppe Easy Bakes. The Great British Bake Off Star Returns. Giuseppe di Lano, with more accessible, hassle free easy bakes, full of flavor. Most of these recipes take no more than 20 minutes to prepare and are ideal for both beginner baker and experienced cook looking for some Italian inspiration. Perfect gift for fans of the Great British Bake Off and those with a sweet tooth. The second title is... Gluten-Free Christmas. The author, Bakey has spent years developing gluten-free delicious dishes and sharing them with her followers on Instagram. Around 80 easy gluten-free recipes, recreating all your festive favorites from Christmas Eve nibbles, main course to sweet treats and edible gifts. Perfect gift for someone on a gluten free diet, especially around the festive season. The third title The Chocolate Spoon by The Silver Spoon Kitchen, a master class in baking and waking with chocolate the Italian way. The latest title in the prestige Silver Spoon family. This new book on everyone's favorite ingredient features one hundred of the best silver spoon chocolate recipes accompanied by all new photography and design as well as 30 core recipes for waking with chocolate each with step-by-step photography featuring dark milk, ruby and white chocolate a perfect gift for chocolate lovers done the Italian way My fourth last title is Obsolute Cocktails by Obsolute Vodka. 80 cocktail recipes from the number one premium vodka. A collection of delicious, contemporary, and classic recipes divided in five easy chapters from Crowd Pleaser to Cocktail to Impress, Summer Sippers, Holiday Favorites, even Mocktails, Mixing Tips, Sneaky Little Hacks, as well as a QR code to online video tutorial. Perfect gift for anyone who loves entertaining at home with their family and friends. Thank you.
2: We've got you covered from household names like Donna Hay to vegan and gluten-free delights, as well as flavoursome meals and children's favourite flavours. It's a cookbook extravaganza that'll make your taste buds tingle with excitement. As we wrap up this tantalising journey through the world of cookbooks, We hope our sales managers' topics inspire and excite you to try out some new recipes and create unforgettable culinary experiences. But wait, there's more. All mentioned books can be purchased at any physical or online bookstore in South Africa. So don't waste any time. Get your hands on these culinary gems and let the feasting begin. Happy cooking, happy holidays, and may your culinary adventures be filled with joy, laughter, and fantastic food.
0: To keep up with Jonathan Ball's latest book news, their event updates, their new releases, you can visit jonathanball.co.za. And as I've suggested for all the other publishers too, you can also follow them on all the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Threads, TikTok. Jonathan Ball also have a podcast, which is called PageCast, and that's where they bring us the story behind the story. So this gives us a chance to delve deeper into their authors and the books they're publishing. It's really a wonderful podcast. I love listening to this one. And you can find it wherever you stream your podcasts. I can highly recommend it. Choice Publishers' Choice on Fine Music Radio with me, your bookie host Paige Nick. That was the Glenn Robertson Jazz Band with Sway, and now we're joined by the Pan Macmillan team. So we welcome Incanese Shabalala, who is the head of communications at Pan Macmillan, as well as the rest of her marketing and publicity team. And these guys have a great segment lined up, as always, especially since we're heading into the hugest book buying and book reading and book gifting season of the year. So. I urge you to listen out in case you've been very, very nice and you'd like a special someone to drop any of these exciting new titles under your tree or into your lap this festive season. It's never too early to start hinting whether you want to give a book or get a book.
7: Hello and welcome back to another book segment with Pan Macmillan. It is absolutely wonderful to be back. In fact, you've caught us in the spirit of celebration. We've recently had a wonderful awards ceremony at the Sunday Times Literary Awards. I will tell you a bit about that in a minute. And we've had some of our fiction writers do extremely well um, in the UJ prizes and with the National Institute for Humanities and Social Sciences. But more on that to come. First and foremost, thank you very much to Paige Nick and her team at FMR who Firstly, give us this platform to talk about what we love most, books, books, and more books. Two, make us sound absolutely wonderful doing it. And three, it's an opportunity, of course, to speak to all of you about what we're reading, what we're excited about, some of the exciting things that are happening in the world of literature locally. So thank you very much to Paige and the team. I am going to get stuck right in. I'm going to do something slightly different for this segment um And instead of speaking about the books that we are currently reading, just reflect on some of the books that have done incredibly well. So I just mentioned that we've come out of an award season. Um You may or may not know that the Sunday Times had their um literary awards on the 1st of November. These were hosted at the Times building in Auckland Park. And I must say, Pan Macmillan put up a pretty good fight. You know, we were among a selection of nominees that were just... Equally marvelous. I'm always amazed, completely astounded at the high caliber of literature that comes out of this country. Andre Urdendal, Matthew Willem Solomon, Ioande Omotoso, Spiwe, Gloria and Lovu. Just remarkable, remarkable writers. Wonderful books. I tell you now, I would hate to be one of the judges who had to choose. It's kind of like picking your favorite child, isn't it? having to choose a winner out of just a strong, dynamic, absolutely incredible selection of books. So I won't keep you in suspense any longer. Pan Macmillan was incredibly fortunate, best nonfiction prize. So that's the 2023 Sunday Times Nonfiction Award. And that went to Wulelua Mabasa, who is an attorney um, and an author, and she has written her book, My Land Obsession. So that was absolutely phenomenal. We're thrilled. Congratulations, Bulelwa. It was just such a remarkable opportunity to celebrate her, to celebrate her writing. And I spoke to her about it just before the announcement was made. And she said to me, you know, I, I haven't planned anything to say so i said what do you mean and she said i haven't planned anything i i don't know what to say if i won this award because when i wrote this book i didn't write it with an award or an audience in mind i wrote it to tell my story and i think the proof is in the pudding it is a remarkable story it is such a south african story as far as you know mulelwa describes her sort of upbringing as you know, very colorful and Christian. And that was framed by the lived experiences of her grandparents. Um, but she says she was born into a matchbox family home in Meadowlands, Soweto, at the height of apartheid. So in My Land Obsession, which is her memoir, she shares about her upbringing. She shares about, um, you know, land dispossession. She shares about how um, her family were, were part of the community that were displaced by the Group Areas Act. Um, and the migrant labor system. Fast forward quite a few years later, she is now a practicing attorney. She joined a practice of law in the early 2000s, and she's felt this strong need to build on her curiosity around land reform. You know, moving on to form and lead a practice centered on land reform at um, Worksmen's Attorney's. And she describes the role that she's that's played by her mentors and the professional and personal challenges that she's faced in this career. But, you know, more than anything, she's written her memoir and it's sort of set against some, I think, a very traumatic part of our history. But it sets out notable legal cases that she's led and lessons that may be drawn from them. And it is also detailing her contributions to national policy on land reform and her views on how the land question must be inhabited um, and owned by all South Africans. But at the same time, using this sort of interesting and intriguing discussion to peel back the layers of her own life and to tell her own story. I'm probably not doing it any justice I think Wulelwa is a remarkable writer and what makes this story, her story, so remarkable is that she's just telling it from the heart and it's you feel it in the writing. So we are absolutely thrilled. Wulelwa won the non-fiction award at the Sunday Times Literary Awards on the 1st of November and we continue to celebrate her. Um definitely an incentive for her publisher to follow up on the next book. But we're absolutely thrilled. Two other books that were nominated for the same award from the Pan Macmillan stable include Matthew Willem Solomon, his uh The Blinded City, Ten Years in Inner City Johannesburg, which is equally remarkable, and then Manifesto by Songers Ozibi, which is a new vision for South Africa. So
3: three of the
7: five Nominees, shortlisted titles were Pan books and, um, we couldn't be more proud of our authors. We couldn't be more thankful for the award. Um, and it's just, it's like I said, it's a season of celebrating, writing, celebrating remarkable authors. So there you have it. Pan Macmillan won the Sunday Times Literary Awards nonfiction category. Well, with my land obsession, rather a memoir by Wulelwa Mabasa. Moving on to the fiction category. We've had another award winner um, from the Pan Macmillan stable, Sue Nyati for her novel, An Angel's Demise. This year, she won the best novel 2023 at the eighth annual National Institute for Humanities and Social Sciences. And she was shortlisted for the 2023 UJ Prize for South African writing. Some of you might remember An Angel's Demise. It was published last year, October, and it's an epic saga that explores a contested legacy and the heart-rendering destiny of a family. It's set in about the late 70s, say 1977, and the story begins on a farm in somapula with the birth of Angel. So the farm is run by Paul Williams. He's an outwardly harsh and bigoted man who holds the livelihoods of many in his hands. So he's the landowner. And when Angel's parents join the liberation struggle, she's left in the care of her grandmothers, um, who've been in the service of the Williams family for generations. So Angel grows up on the farm over three decades and she just sees a very convoluted past and inheritance unfold in an equally complicated present. Um, So she bears witness to a lot of the trauma and the difficulty of growing up on a farm in a very difficult time. Um, But then she realizes that, you know, you need to be uprooted. You need to move into this place of discomfort in order for you to grow So this is um, Sue fourth novel. It's a gripping tale um, and it's got elements and themes of spirituality. And I'm not surprised that it won and has done incredibly well. You know, I recently reread An Angel's Demise and Sue is just a phenomenal storyteller. She is a talented writer. And, you know, just being able to, I think they're these almost, they're themes of history, aren't they, in both of the award winners for the season. Um, on the fiction and non-fiction side, and both of the writers just so talented, both of them living in Johannesburg, and are just able to capture the past so personally, relatably, and in a way that, you know, we, we look at it from a different perspective. So those are the two fiction writers that we're celebrating. We're almost out of, excuse me, two award winners we're celebrating. Sue for the Fiction Prize, the annual National Institute for Humanities and Social Sciences, and Mulelwa Mabasa for the Sunday Times Non-Fiction Award which is it's absolutely remarkable. But we're almost out of time. Thank you again for listening. We'll have many more books before the end of this year. It's just a great opportunity to be able to reflect on and again celebrate our award-winning titles for this season.
0: A big thank you to the Pan Macmillan team, who really do publish a super wide range of local and international fiction and non-fiction for all kinds of readers. The only thing that's standard is that it's excellent quality. This next track is The Child in You by Tina Skow, here on Book Choice, Publishers' Choice, on Fine Music Radio, with me, your host,
8: Paige Nick. I remember when I was a child After spending the day running wild I'd retire to my aunt's room I'd wear her jewelry and I'd smell her perfume And I'd say, I wanna be grown up and big like you I want to do the things that grown ups do I wanna wear lipstick and tease my hair I'd paint my toenails red and make people stare She'd say, slow it down, hear what I say Your time will come to be a woman someday just treat yourself with more love and more care love the child you are inside that's a dare that's a dare now i'm big i do the things that grown-ups do i don't get and box i just get the flu i spend my time running around all day there's time for work, but there's no time for play. I am exhausted, the Stress is my name. But being an artist, it comes with a game. Dear Dr. Groom would say, take some time out. He obviously doesn't know what my life's about. He says, slow down, hear what I say. You got to find time, there must be a way. Yourself with more love and more care Love the child you are inside That's a dare That's a dare Old William Shakespeare once put it this way To thine own self be true as night follows day Thou canst not then be false to any man Take heed of the picture, take heed of the plan Look to yourself in that there lies the key Everything you are is what life can be Love lives inside you, it's your shining sun Open its doors and this love will reach everyone Will reach everyone This thing called life moves by so fast Before you know it, it's gone in a blast and just the other day i nearly died when a drunken driver crashed into my side well that got my attention i was quite wired at the thought that i had nearly been retired i made a promise to myself i'll be nice and i will heed the good doctor's advice slow it down hear what i say you got to find time with with more love and more care, love the child you are inside. That's a dare. That's a dare. Look into yourself and that that's a key. Look into yourself and that that's a key. Look into yourself and that that's a key.
0: Welcome back. You're tuned into Book Choice, Publisher's Choice on Fine Music Radio. And for our last segment, as always, we welcome Batya Bricker to the show, and her segment features some of her favorite titles on the exclusive bookshelves this month. So listen to this. Batya Bricker isn't just in charge of books and brands at Exclusive Books. She's also an author. Her last book is called Goodnight Golder. It's a handbook for brave Jewish girls and her mighty friends. This book makes a wonderful gift. Batya is an incredible author slash book executive, and she really knows her stuff. I have heaps of respect for anything she recommends. So, Batya, I've got my pen ready and I'm taking notes. What have you got for us?
5: I'm Batya Bricker, the GM of Books and Brands for Exclusive Books. There are some big South African personalities on our shelves this October. And I don't mean just Russi, Sia and Nick Mallet, although those books are available on the shelves of Exclusive Books. For starters, we have a beauty queen, a maverick businessman, and a multimillionaire. There's the rule-breaking visionary, Elon Musk, who emerged from a troubled childhood marked by bullying and a charismatic yet flawed father. Despite his tumultuous personality and compulsion for drama, Musk achieved remarkable success, becoming the richest man on earth and acquiring Twitter. This book, called Elon Musk by Walter Isaacson, is based on extensive access and interviews, Exploring whether Musk's inner demons are the driving force behind his groundbreaking innovations. And then Soul Mandate. This is a book that celebrates world famous estate agent Lou Geffen. From hawker to leading realtor, facing challenges like being fired by his mother, mafia harassment, selling Mandela's house, offering a mansion to Princess Di, and handling a murder scandal. Geffen's anecdotes definitely entertain. This is an unconventional business memoir filled with candor and warmth. And from a beauty queen, Shudu Fatsu Musida, a book for young readers. The children's book, I Am Shudu Finding My Voice and Knowing My Strength, follows Shudu's journey from a joyful village childhood to facing bullying and challenges at school, finding strength in friendships, and ultimately, being crowned Miss South Africa. Shudu's inspiring story is told in her own words, encouraging children to celebrate and empower themselves. Perhaps my favorite literary personality of the year, not author, but personality, is Big Amachi from The Covenant of Water by Abraham Verghese. You may remember Verghese from the book Cutting for Stone some years back. And this one, Covenant of Water, is just magnificent. I had a book hangover for many months after, meaning that nothing I picked up afterwards could match its magnificence, its sweep and its unforgettable characters. Most of all, the central female protagonist, Mariama, although we only hear her name really halfway into the novel. Spanning the years 1900 to 1977, the Covenant of Water follows a family in southern India that suffers a peculiar affliction. In every generation, at least one person dies by drowning, and in Kerala, water is everywhere. At the turn of the century, a 12-year-old girl, grieving the death of her father, is sent by boat to her wedding, where she will meet her 40-year-old husband for the first time. This is a poignant beginning. The young girl and future matriarch, known as Bigamachi, will witness unthinkable changes at home, and at large over the span of her extraordinary life, full of the joys and trials of love and the struggles of hardship. It's a shimmering evocation of a lost India and of the passages of time itself. The Covenant of Water is a hymn to progress in medicine and to human understanding and a humbling testament to the hardships undergone by generations gone by for the sake of those alive today. It's imbued with humor, deep emotion, and the essence of life, and it's one of the most masterful literary novels I've read in years. Abraham Vergez has also been incredibly generous, sharing his time and thoughts with us. He had this to say for our Christmas catalogue. I'm so excited that my book, The Covenant of Water, has been chosen for the exclusive book's festive list. May I add that the book's reception in South Africa is such a delight. I'm a child of Africa, and also part of the far-flung Indian diaspora. So I feel attuned to the people of all cultures who live there. I hope that my book will provide light and blessing to all who read it. Now for a character just as big, but possibly on the opposite end of the spectrum. Ten years ago, a thriller hit the shelves that took the fiction world by storm. It was called I Am Pilgrim, and it became a New York Times best-selling novel a number one international publishing phenomenon. Ten years is a long time to wait, so let me remind you of the unputdownable plot. It's a breakneck speed against time and an implacable enemy. An anonymous young woman is murdered in a rundown hotel, all identifying characteristics dissolved by acid. A father publicly beheaded in the blistering heat of the Saudi Arabian public square. A notorious. Syrian biotech expert found eyeless in the Damascus junkyard, smoldering human remains on a remote mountainside in Afghanistan, a flawless plot to commit an appalling crime against humanity. One path links them all, and only one man can make the journey. Pilgrim. Says Terry Hayes in a full interview, which you can find in the Christmas catalog for exclusive books. Similar to I Am Pilgrim, Year of the Locust is a big, epic story that takes its hero and the reader from continent to continent across oceans of time and through some pretty extraordinary experiences. And now back to real life, a larger than life personality, Gregory Makoma. In his memoir, My Life, My Dance, My Soul, legendary South African dancer and choreographer Gregory Makoma's childhood was marked by a deep connection to the rhythms of his hometown Soweto. From a young age, he showed a passion for dance and music, playing the big drum in the community marching band and starting his own group before winning a place in a dance company, against his father's wishes. Makwama's upbringing in the 1980s, a politically charged era, nurtured his desire to use his art for good, he has always had a profound respect for his cultural heritage, a commitment to social justice, and an unwavering belief in the power of the arts to transform, heal, and rebuild. Gregory never allowed his challenges to define his experiences, and his journey from Soweto to the global stage reveals his courage, creativity, and determined spirit. Makoma has written a dazzling memoir, which focuses on embracing passions, overcoming obstacles, and believing in the strength of dreams. It's a testament to the great heights you can reach when you dance to the rhythm of your soul. And by the way, if you haven't yet seen his TED Talk, definitely make time to do so. It's a cultural piece that will inspire and entertain. After all this talk and focus on extraordinary men and women, I loved sitting down with Philippa Gregory's new book, normal woman. It's not her usual stuff. She writes historical fiction. But this is a book that celebrates not the big personalities, the heroines of our past, but the millions of women, not just the three or four who did ordinary things, but also rode in jousts, flew spitfires, issued their own currency and built ships, corn mills, and houses as part of their daily lives. They went to war. They tilled the fields. They campaigned. They wrote and they loved They committed crimes or even treason, worshipped many types of gods, cooked and nursed, invented things and rioted. In short, they did a lot. Normal woman is a radical reframing of our nation's story, told not with the rise and fall of kings and the occasional queen, but through social and cultural transition, showing the agency, persistence and effectiveness of women in society From 1066 to modern times. So she tells stories of the soldiers and the guild widows, highway women, pirates, miners, ship owners, international traders, theater impresarios, social campaigners, and even female husbands who did much to change the fabric of society as we know it. This is a history, not a call to action. It looks back at facts and past lives of some 50% of the population without the judgmental eyes of the present It cannot be a celebratory account about women's rise because women are not equal yet. But by highlighting the drive, ingenuity and vast contribution made, it puts women back where they belong in our history, center stage. A beautiful and readable account of how extraordinary the everyday can be. So no matter who you would like next to your bedside, a dancer, a millionaire, a matriarch, an agent, or even an estate agent, exclusive books, has the widest range of characters on offer, both fictional and real.
0: Thank you so much, Batya. As you know, if the book you seek does truly exist, you'll find it at any of the exclusive books branches nationwide or, of course, online at exclusivebooks.com. As another note, if you've missed any of the titles on today's show, maybe something sounded interesting to you but you didn't catch the title or you don't remember what it was called or who the author was, You'll be pleased to hear that this show also appears as a podcast on our website, fmr.co.za. Or, of course, you can download the FMR app so that you can listen to the podcast of today's show there, too. Of course, that's free to download. And that brings us to the end of our show today from me, your host, Paige Nick. i always like to thank Mzuma Kesa for building our show, selecting our music for the show. I'd also like to thank all of our publishers, Jonathan Ball, Penguin Random House, Pan McMillan, As well as our very favorite bookseller exclusive books, thank you to you all for joining us and taking the time to tell us what you're publishing and what you're selling. We'll be back with our regular book choice show packed with reviews and interviews in two weeks' time. Until then, happy reading.